actually had to close the book and I walked away and I'm looking at the book and I said, that's it now, I'm done. And it actually took me two days to go back. It's kind of like when Sarah Paulson came out at a later age and Holly Taylor coming out at a later age. Mm-hmm. No one was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but there's literally no connection to that at all. We just know that she's really horny. <laughs> you must no you have to have... You're listening to season two of What Would Sappho Say? Follow us on our weird and wonderful journey as we read and review as many sapphic novels as we can. Hi everyone, welcome back to What Would Sappho Say? Um, I think, <clears throat> so last week in the episode, or two weeks ago in the episode, I said that all of the books this season had been pretty good. And I have what we call a commentator's curse. So when I watch a football match and I say, oh, I hate that guy or oh, that guy is shit. That player normally ends up scoring or getting man of the match or player of the match or whatever. So normally if I say something, the exact opposite happens. And I fear that's what has happened this week and so last week last episode I said oh my god like the the books have been pretty top-notch they've been solid like they've been some of them haven't been amazing but they've certainly been good rep and you know they've been interesting and then I read this week's book now listen I'm not going to spend the entire episode absolutely trashing this book I never do um, I've done it once and that was because I was absolutely infuriated with the story that we were talking about and I felt it was important and I feel like I wasn't the only one and so I don't do that I don't trash people's stories I don't trash their writing or their books what I do try to do is look at it from a personal perspective and a representation perspective and um, a sort of quality perspective which is why we ha- I have the the four five pillars that I generally look at when it comes to uh where I judge my books from and if you're new those five pillars are plot character development stereotypes story development and relatability so they're the four things that I look at when it comes to judging a book um and with the with the last book that I did, uh, Delilah Granger's and Care, I was caught off guard because I was not looking at the book from those pillars. Um, because I I was just judging it off of my immediate reaction to it and or my immediate thoughts about it when I read the synopsis and things like that. And as I said, I always look at other people's reviews, and um some of them are slightly off and so I just took my my go from there um now it had only been episode three or whatever of coming back to this podcast and so um I gave myself the benefit out there that I misjudged with the last book so with this book I was I was being quite particular um because I felt I didn't do that with the last book um and I was I was very very wrong (laughs) um but so with this one, it kind of got a bit more scrutiny than it, than it might have um, two episodes prior or an episode prior. Um, I actually, this this book is She Drives Me Crazy by Kelly Quindlin. Um, I actually started this book last year um, and I had to put it down because it didn't grab my attention immediately. And so 
I had to kind of work my way into it. Now, it just so happens that my to-be-read list is quite short. Now, I, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you would have seen that this week I got two new books. But that doesn't bring the pile up very high. Um, it's still a very small list <laughs> currently. So, um, and with the vibe that I was going off of, the last couple of episodes have been... Um, just your corny cliche romance novels. Um, the one I did prior to any of those was um, this is how you lose a time war, and that was very heavy. So, so the last couple of episodes have a bit have been a bit gentler. Um, but so I'm just gonna read the um synopsis. It's actually I just turned the book upside down to read it, but it's not. It's on the inside cover, and it's it's a sleeve. Um, which. I took the sleeve off because I tend to carry my books around and so if I with the with the sleeve on it it's not um practical for me and so I actually had to take the, the sleeve off the entire time I was reading this book um so anytime I wanted to go back to the cover to get a, a character reference for what the person who the person that was talking looked like I, I couldn't <laughs> um so it says after an embarrassing loss to her ex-girlfriend in their first basketball game of the season, 17-year-old Scotty gets into a fender bender with the worst possible person, her nemesis, Irene, head cheerleader for the fighting reindeer. Irene is as mean as she is beautiful, so Scotty makes a point to keep her distance. When the accident sends Irene's car into the shop for weeks worth of repairs and the girls are forced to carpool their rocky start only gets bumpier but when an opportunity arises for scotty to get back at her toxic ex and climb her skills social ladder she bribes irene into an elaborate fake dating scheme that threatens to reveal some very real feelings so it's an enemy lover story which as we know i'm not a major fan of but listen well, I'll read what's in front of me. Um, and some of them aren't too bad. So long as it's not an enemy to lovers where they're actually like trying to sabotage each other's life, then it's fine. Um, this fell flat for me. For a few reasons. And it has nothing to do with the writing necessarily. It's more... When we pick up an enemy to lovers book... Now, bearing in mind, this story is supposed to be kind of campy um it's quirky it's fun it's light-hearted it's nothing serious but when I read an enemies to lovers book I expect a bit more grit when it comes to the enemy side of things but I didn't really feel that was there so in the beginning we don't actually know why Scotty and Irene don't like each other um when I found out why they don't like each other, which I won't tell you what it is, but it was very anticlimactic for me and it wasn't enough of a reason for them to actually quite literally hate each other's guts. Um, I was expecting <clears throat> the car rides that they had to take together to be a bit more, there was more to them, but we only actually got maybe two scenes, three scenes of them actually in the car together. Now I know when we read stories like this we expect do you know that's the montage where things start to change they're sitting in the car driving to school they start having conversation that isn't them bickering back and forth and then they start to find out that they actually could be friends that's not what happens and so I wasn't there was nothing for me to grip onto necessarily um Scotty has just gotten out of a relationship with another girl who is a control freak 
and an absolute moron. Um, she's a complete bitch. She's compl- obsessed with her social image and her social standing, and so she moved to another school and sort of left Scotty behind because Scotty did nothing for her social standing. So, she sucks. Um, and there's some element of relatability there in terms of that relationship because. It seems like this ex-girlfriend has completely ruined Scotty's personality, her character, all of these things. Um, now, because of the way the story is done, it doesn't quite hit home the way it might have in a, in another story, or if it was, if the 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 theme and the genre was slightly different. So it didn't. It wasn't impact. It wasn't as impactful as it has been in other stories. Now, it's not something that I necessarily, once I got to the end of this book, I understood that that wasn't, it wasn't supposed to have major impact. At least I don't feel. Um, but it, it, I like things that hit me. Yes, every now and then I, I need a gentler book, but I still like it to be something that I can connect to. And unfortunately I didn't, feel like I could do that now if you listen to all of these episodes or you've listened to any of them you will know that I was in a really controlling relationship not too long ago it was awful and so when I read stories about relationships like that I expect to connect to them and I normally do but with this one I just it just didn't um it just didn't hit home for me. Now, these girls are only supposed to be like 17 or something. Um, I think. I believe they are. Anyway. Um, so there's an element of um, like naivety or juvenile behaviour or just, just younger brain. Um, which is fine. Um, but there's still been stories that I have read that have been teenagers that I've been able to connect to. And I'm sure if you've listened to any of the episodes, you will know that. Um, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't grip it. Um, the story didn't catch me really with this one. Um, Irene, I actually, she's supposed to be the arch nemesis. She's supposed to be the villain of the story. And actually, I really like her. Um... From the get-go, I, I really liked her. I didn't think there was anything necessarily awful about her, really. I certainly thought that about the ex-girlfriend, but not um, not about Irene. I actually really liked her. I thought she was a good, well-rounded, flushed-out um, character who had some rough edges. Could definitely be snippy. But wasn't snippy enough for me to dislike her. Um, I think a lot of what she said might not necessarily be wrong. And um, she's always herself. She never changes. Um, she's always who she says she is. Now, Irene also happens to be, happens to have been in a, in a, a really awful situation, which I think we, a lot of queer people can relate to, which I really liked in this story was this was a story that I think a lot of us can relate to. So Irene had a best friend who she fell in love with and who played her like a fiddle. So they would make out and things and um they would, you know, 
there was a lot of romance between them but this girl also would throw Irene to the curb any chance she got and she got a boyfriend and start and like basically accused Irene of being um obsessed with her and like stalking her and being in love with her and all of these things um and like it was weird and she was like creepy um and so for obvious reasons Irene's slightly more guarded um than she might have been prior to that and I think that that's a situation a lot of us have been in especially if you've ended up in situations with a best friend or with somebody who is severely closeted or things like that you know so um Irene is uh they both um are pretty clear on their sexualities particularly Irene um and it's not necessarily it's as it's she's not out in school but she's definitely out to her parents and her closest friends which um so Irene has a pretty close friend called um Honey Bell, is that her name? Let me just check that, actually. I'm pretty sure that's her name. Um, uh, I think that's her name. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's... Yeah, but she's... Honestly, she becomes one of my favourite people because she's so cute and she's so funny. She's very airy-fairy. She's kind of... Um, she's a little bit out there. Uh, she's definitely different and I, I love her for that she's she's really adorable and she really cares and understands Irene and people she talks a lot about auras and um vibes and your colors and uh things like that which I really like because I'm also one of those people um so I really enjoyed her character um but so Irene is out to her obviously and, and her parents um and She's just a very well thought out character, I think. I think there's a lot of angles to her. And we get to see all of those angles. Um, she's a hard ass, but she's also a mushy romantic. And she's very honest about her feelings. And she's very honest about her thoughts. And um, a lot of the romance doesn't happen until like towards the end. Like it is, a, it's a slow burn. And um, I didn't... I could tell Irene was fallen for Scotty, but I didn't get that same idea vice versa. Um, so I I didn't really get the vibe that Scotty was starting to fall for Irene. Uh, but as I said, like they're two very different characters and so the way they express that is slightly different. Um, so you don't get the same element, but I just Irene was more obvious in horror um feelings I I feel like and I really enjoyed that I like the transparency of it I like the honesty of it I I like the the to the point um the way she says things very blunt and it's very like this is what I want this is who I am this is what I need and I I think that that's really important especially when you're deciding on a partner or um a girlfriend or a, a significant other is the transparency um, between you and the the transparency that you get from the other person, I think is super important. Um, when it it's really helpful when it comes to dealing with conflict, moments of tension, uh, disagreements. Uh, when it comes to knowing what the other person needs when they don't feel well or when they're having a bad day, or that transparency that you get from each other allows you to know those things really easily. And so I think that's really important. And I think Irene is a really good example 
of that. Um, so it's I I do I do I really enjoyed her character, and as I said, a lot of the romance doesn't happen till towards the end, which uh, I would have liked it maybe slightly sooner because it does end kind of ab ab abruptly for me. Um, I was a bit like, oh, where's the I where's the more, <laughs> um, because although I like a slow burn, I still like to see a good amount of relationship happening. Um, we don't really get that with this story. You get them kind of falling for each other and you get them coming together. We don't really see much more of that. Um, I honestly think, and I know this is going to sound terrible and it's just a story, but I honestly think Irene could do better. Um, I don't love Scotty as a person. I don't like her really as a character. I find her... Mm, she's definitely not as mature as Irene. Now, as I said, these are only teenagers, so there's the expectation shouldn't be particularly, or it shouldn't necessarily be that high in in that situation. But you can tell Irene is quite mature in her thoughts and the way she behaves and the things she does and the conversations she has. Um, I don't think Scotty's on that level. At least not that I could tell. I don't know. You might have a different opinion, and absolutely, you can let me know. I'm fine with that. Like, because as I said, like I've I've only my perspective, and I always say that if you have another one, the you are absolutely feel free to let me know. Um, because I always like to see where other people are coming from and I mean it, it wasn't a book that had bad reviews necessarily um there was very mixed reviews about it as I said when I when I looked for it um or when I looked for those different reviews so it was a very mixed vibe um and that's kind of the way I felt about this book was a very mixed I wasn't into it the way I have been with other books it didn't really grab my attention necessarily but it wasn't bad rep it was pretty good representation, as I said, with the things that both characters deal with in their personal lives and um, the way their relationship sort of unfolds and the things that happen, particularly particularly to Irene, um, are pretty bad. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of relatability in there, especially with her character. Um, there's a couple of moments where people might relate to Scotty but I don't think it would be as much I just didn't get as much out of her character as I would have liked to considering she was the protagonist of the story um and obviously she had a pretty awful relationship prior to this one um so I would have liked to have gotten to know her character a little better but I didn't really I didn't feel like you could connect to her in any particular way um, they are an interracial couple, which I liked. Um, I think that's an important perspective. Um, and uh, it was they're not necessarily a bad couple, but I just think that Irene is slightly ahead. Uh, mentally, I think she's slightly ahead of Scotty. Um, but yeah, it just sort of fell. Mm, there wasn't enough in it for me to love it. I liked it in certain areas, um, but not the whole. Not as a whole. Um, 
I think there was a lot that could have that maybe could have been flushed out a bit more but as I said like that's probably not the idea behind this book it's probably not what the book was trying to do but as I said at the beginning I was a little bit more picky with this one for for a reason um but there was just a lot in it that I felt was there could have been more to it you know um uh it's basketball cheer it's athlete cheerleader which I know everybody loves uh finally somebody who doesn't love that story I mean we've watched it a bajillion times with Hilary Duff's a, a Cinderella story and all, all the movies that are the exact same as that one <laughs> um <laughs> that's probably the only one I remember the most um but they're they're things that we all that everybody enjoys is that kind of cliche romance um of the the athlete and the cheerleader and the enemies to lovers and the polar opposite humans. Scotty's supposed to be a bit gentler than than Irene, but honestly, like, I don't think Irene's that hard. Uh, she's a little bit crass, or not crass, maybe a bit more harsher at times. But I don't necessarily think she was a hard ass, really. Um, but yeah, the cast was the the cast. I like. That's not the word I was looking for. The characters are the characters are quite diverse. There's some assholes in it, like Charlotte, who was Irene's ex, not ex thing. Is an absolute bitch. Um, obviously Scotty's ex, who I can't fucking remember the name of. Um, what was her name? Tally. That, let me flick. Let me go through this. Um, yes, good job, Ali. You remembered it was Tally, also a bitch. Um, worst people ever. Like the two of them, just and as I said, like those two moments were pretty. Those two stories were pretty relatable in in that, especially Irene and Charlotte. I feel like we've all been in that situation at some point. <laughs> um, regardless of your sexual orientation or your preferences when it comes to dating I think we've all been in that position before where the person that we're seeing likes to pretend that we're not um and so it was those moments were were really relatable but it just I just couldn't get anything more from it you know there wasn't a lot that I could say oh yeah like that was good um and as I said like the 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 tension between them like, it's an enemy slower thing. So you expect a lot of, like, back and forth banter and bickering and stuff. But Jesus Christ, at a certain point, I was like, can you two just have a conversation? Because it was constant, absolutely constant bickering. There was only maybe up, uh, uh, like, until, like, more towards the end where the romance stuff starts to happen. Um, we had maybe two moments where they had actual conversations. Um, and one of them was actually when we find out what really happened between Irene and Charlotte, because up until that point, Irene hadn't divulged that information because she didn't want to, because obviously it's very personal and very private. We don't find out until later on what actually happened. And that was a real genuine conversation, um, that had, was had. Um, but there was just a lot of like bickering between two of them, like a lot of like, throwing shade and stuff and at a certain point I actually kind of got exhausted with it I was like when are they just going to talk because 
I don't know about you, but in any relationship or friendship or whatever it is, I like a bit of slagging. I like people making fun of each other. Um, that's what we do here in this country. Is That's how you show love, is if you slag somebody off. But I also like to have actual conversations with people, even if um, they're not my favourite person in the world. I'd still rather have... If I don't like somebody, I just don't talk to them. Um, but if they're in my presence and I have to spend time with them, I will try and have actual conversation. Because, oh, Jesus Christ, it was fucking endless, I think, at a certain point. I was like, oh, like, that's all they're going to do for the rest of the thing. And I mean, even towards the end when they were kind of like falling for each other and stuff there's still that level of like bickering or slagging or like making fun of each other which is fine but it just had been going on for so long that I was like oh like when does it stop <laughs> like, it was almost too much I think there was it was I think it was slightly too much of it um a little less than it would have been sort of the sweet spot there I think there's a fine line between um when you're doing an enemies to lovers, how much uh they actually bicker and how much they don't. Um, I think there's a fine line there between enemy moments and connecting moments, and I think there was just more of the other um in this one. And so it was hard to I think that's some of the reason why I don't love them as a couple, because I think a lot of the moments where they have genuine conversation in the beginning is from Irene and then Scotty gets into it more towards the end with her gen genuineness and the actual conversations but I think that's some of the reason why I don't see them as a couple because up until they actually like fell in love with each other and kissed um they didn't there wasn't really anything to it I mean they were there's an elaborate scheme in it, which you can probably guess what it is, but they're spending nearly every freaking day together. You would think that there'd be more moments where they're actually like kind to each other or they talk to each other or they find things out about each other, but they don't. Like, it's just, like, it just didn't, didn't, the, the moments where we should have had bits of connection, we didn't. And I didn't understand that because I was like, that's, isn't that like, those would be moments as human beings um, in, in real life where we would connect with somebody, even just for a brief moment, whether it's about your favorite food or your favorite song or your favorite book or your favorite like movie. Like there's always moments where those conversations arise when you're spending that much time with somebody you you get to know their little quirks or um the way they walk or the way they talk or the way they behave around other people like you get to see those things like that's very natural it's very realistic but I didn't I didn't really see that here and I didn't really see them get to know each other necessarily um which was disappointing because then when it came to them falling in love with each other I was like wait but I thought you just didn't like each other. <laughs> the, the progression was um, abrupt, to say the least. And there wasn't really... I didn't feel like there was any sort of foundation for it. Other than the fact that um, Irene is supposed to be really, really pretty. Um, and, like, that's where most people start with. 
with their attraction to somebody but it just wasn't I just didn't feel like I could put them together because the whole time they were just bickering 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 and the next thing they were smooching and I was like whoa that was wild um I don't know if I'm okay with that um and so it just uh I don't know um it just wasn't oh there was so many moments where I was like oh it's gonna happen and then it doesn't and I was like oh fuck like I as I said like it just was fairly mm, nonchalant not the word um like there wasn't a lot for me to hold on to I don't think it was more the problem and as I said like the way they were interacting with each other just made me feel like they were going to kill each other by the end or they get so exhausted bickering with each other that they just would stop talking altogether um but that's obviously not what happens that wouldn't then it wouldn't be a romance um it's but as I said it's not bad representation um it's it's decent um it's not a bad love story I mean if you're not somebody who wants who likes stories that have a bit more depth to them um or just wants a kind of campy cliche kind of story this is it it kind of had the same kind of but I don't (laughs) this is I don't know if anybody's gonna know this depending on the demographic or the 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 age range of the people listening but there's a movie (laughs) there's a really really bad campy movie with Jordana Brewster in it and Holland Taylor called Debs now, I would imagine the majority of you have seen Debs, but it's, it's an awful, awful film. Like, it's not a good movie. It's just shite, like, but it's camp and it's funny and, like, eh, you'll take it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't have a, like, sapphic people don't have a lot of good, solid representation on in media, so we'll take what we can get, but it kind of has the same kind of, no. That was kind of cute, but also kind of not um, vibes, I think. Now, people like Debs because it knows it's camp and it knows it's kind of cliche and it's kind of like all over the place and it's just a, a quirky, funny movie. And I, I, I'm pretty sure this is kind of what this book um, was also kind of going for. Uh, as I said, like it's a little a little cliche and you know the 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 fake dating and things like that which you know you could probably could have guessed from the elaborate scheme um is all of those things you know it's um it's it's just it's just kind of like cliche I guess or um there's there's no real depth to it and I don't know, if, I don't think that that's what we were aiming for with this book, as I said. Like, I, it doesn't feel like that's what we were supposed to be doing. Um, It was just a, supposed to be a cute story, enemies to lovers, like, athlete, cheerleader, like, cutesy romance thing. And as I said, the characters are pretty young. But, so if that's the kind of thing that you're looking for, this is that book. But it just did, it did give me the same, I have watched Debs and... As much as I hate to admit it, I've watched it more than once. <laughs> so, um, that's why I say, like, I'm not necessarily mad at this story. I'm not saying it's awful or you shouldn't read it or whatever. There's definitely 
an audience for it I just wasn't that audience I don't think and I think for anybody who wants their representation a bit more in depth it's probably not your book um but there's certainly a demographic there for and I mean obviously because I mean it's pretty popular and there's a lot of people who've read it <laughs> obviously all you have to do is look that up and you can see that but um just for me it was just a little too um fluffy there wasn't a, there wasn't enough to it for me um and as I said like I've read stories that weren't really deep or they weren't really like intense but I still was able to grasp onto them in in some manner but with this one I just there wasn't a moment where I could um there was a lot of moments where I felt like I should have but I there wasn't enough in them for me to do so and that was um disappointing to say the least uh, and as I said like I started reading this book a while ago and I had to put it down so I don't know what that says about me as a reader or the story as a whole but you can take that whatever way you want um I mean it's probably a bit of both realistically um because as I said like I've read a lot of books in the last year I actually haven't counted and I should because I want I don't actually know if I hit my target of um 27 books and so we'll see uh, I'd like to know if I went above that target I'm pretty sure I did um but yeah I haven't actually checked um so as I said my to be read pile is pretty short at the minute so if you have stories that you would like me to look at I know on twitter people sent me a lot and that was really helpful um now some of those books aren't available paper copy and I like to have my books in person otherwise I won't and read them I'm not very good at reading stories that I don't have in my hand and as I like I write in my books I highlight things I make notes and whatever else so um I do like to have paper copies um if anybody can find me a copy of Meet and Millie by Claire Ashton that would be fucking great because I've been trying to get my hands on one for like two weeks now and I cannot for the life of me manage it um but yeah my to be read pile is pretty short so if you have stories that you want me to read or you've just read something that you think would be worth worth a look and um, do let me know my next book is uh this poison heart by kaylin bayron now i'm really excited about this one because i did do um cinderella is dead last season and i really enjoyed that one um and so and i do really like um kaylin's writing so we will see i'm um a little ahead of schedule as as I said that's why my to be read pile is so fucking short <laughs> um but yeah that's my next one I'm I'm actually really excited to finish this one um we'll see how it goes it's got some mixed reviews but we'll see um if you haven't read Cinderella is dead you absolutely should that's a pretty good one um if you've not read she drives me crazy if you're like me and you like your stories the same way I like mine this isn't really what you're looking for um but if you're and like as I have friends that I know will enjoy this book um so you know um there is I do know that it's a good story for a lot of people but if you're if you're anyway similar to me you're not you're, it's probably not where you want to lean but if you want something a little bit more kind of fun a little bit lighthearted a little less depth and just kind of as I said a little bit can be in a way 
Um, this is this book will work a treat for you. And um, it was an easy read. It didn't take a lot of my brain work to do, which I enjoy um, at certain points. Uh, but I think after reading Delilah Green doesn't care, I wanted something that would kind of catch me a little better. Um, because that one was nice and that one was pretty mellow and so I wanted something a bit more in depth I think and this definitely wasn't that book but as I said I don't think that was the aim of it necessarily um, and I'm not entirely sure that I was the target audience but I still fucking read it and so um, yeah so if if you're like me it's not it's not your path if you like things a little light, more lighthearted and stuff. This is definitely your book. And there's a lot of funny moments in it, I think. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting read, to say the least. Um, there was something to it, but it just didn't quite hit home for me, necessarily. There was moments where it could have, but it, it just didn't. But yeah, This Poison Heart by Caelan Barron is the next book. As I said, if you've uh, any stories that you want me to have a look at please let me know if you have read this poison heart if it's on your to be read list if you're in the middle of reading it please let me know um don't don't be afraid to let me know your thoughts your feelings um and i will see you in two weeks you've been listening to what would sappho say follow us on twitter and instagram at www.sappho say and please don't be afraid to leave a comment and let us know what you think of the series and or the books that we're covering. We're always happy to have other people's opinions on board. And please don't forget that when you're buying your next queer novel, ask yourself, what would Sappho say?